It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Neff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction coming to you every weekday to give you a little bit of help and hope on your journey of faith. And today it's our Friday broadcast when we take a look ahead to the Sunday Gospel. Sunday also happens to be All Saints Day, that day when we remember the lives of the great saints and realize, I hope, that all of us are called to be saints today right now, wherever we are. And the gospel uh, for this Sunday from the Gospel of Matthew is the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes. If we want to be a saint, the Beatitudes, I think, give us a roadmap on how to do that. We're going to talk about all of that today, here to help us on the journey, back with us once again. Father Joseph Ilo. Father Joseph is a priest in the Archdiocese of San Francisco, a pastor at Star of the Sea Catholic Church uh, in uh, San Francisco. And among uh, the many ministries he has been involved with. We'll get into the, that today as well. Uh, Father has been uh, involved uh, giving retreats to St. Teresa of Calcutta's Missionaries of Charity all around the world. Father Joseph Ilo, welcome back. Great to have you with us today. Thank you, Chuck. It's uh, what a blessing to be able to talk about the readings for All Saints Day. One of my favorites, and I'm sure a favorite of many of our listeners, a favorite feast day. And uh, we're going to talk about all of that in uh, the time we have together today. As we do every day, we open up our phone lines, inviting you in uh, our listening audience to join us on the program today. And we hope some of you will accept our invitation and be part of the program today. But Father Joseph, get us started. Sunday's Gospel, that's the Gospel of Matthew. Give us an overview. Tell us what's going on. Certainly. Well, before we talk about the Gospel, again, to remember that we celebrate All Saints Day on Sunday, meaning not only the 10,000 canonized saints, but also the countless non-canonized holy ones who are already in heaven, even those who have passed through purgatory already and now enjoy the fullness of God's presence in heaven. So all of those people we celebrate and we imitate. We imitate their virtue and we imitate their joy. And the gospel helps us to understand that happiness and joy. It's the famous eight Beatitudes from Matthew chapter 5, the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 5 through 7 is the great Sermon on the Mount, which contains most of Jesus' teachings, really all of them in, in um, germ. You know, they, he, he went up the mountain and began to preach, and, and everything, his whole teaching is really contained in a concise way within these three chapters. But to begin that Sermon on the Mount, we have these eight Beatitudes. They're called Beatitudes because... The word beatus in Latin, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the meek, etc. And we won't go through all eight of them, of course, on this program. I don't think we have time to do that, but uh, 
what the Beatitudes, what, what strikes me really about this gospel is that our Lord's definition of happiness is in direct contrast to what we unthinkingly perhaps think of as happiness. So we often think of happiness as wealth and power and control and self-determination, getting to do what I want, getting to take vacations where I want, getting to tell people to do what I want. And our Lord says quite the opposite, that happiness, the first of the Beatitudes, blessed or happy are the poor in spirit, meaning spiritual childhood, really. To be poor in spirit is to trust in God's providence in all things, that God will always provide, even if I'm materially poor or sick or even depressed or confused, to know that all my hope and trust is in the divine providence of God. He will always provide for me. So it's a certain humility, which brings great inner peace to be a spiritual child. It's the um, doctrine, really, of St. Therese of the Child Jesus. I think why the Church made her a doctor of the Church is her insight that to, to get to heaven, to be in heaven even on earth, means to believe in the goodness of God as a child, as simple and as trustingly as a child. So we can go through these as we uh, receive calls and, and have more time on the program. But that's the, that's the essence of the reading today, and it's this spiritual childhood which defines sanctity, which makes us saints. A saint is essentially someone who trusts in the divine providence of God. Who has a, that deep peace that he spreads, he or she spreads to others. That's sanctity. Yeah. Father Joseph Ilo is our spiritual director. If you're just joining us, talking today about the Sunday Gospel, it's the Beatitudes, it's All Saints Day as well. And uh, we're going to ask uh, Father Joseph uh, to share this uh, Gospel with all of you in our listening audience here in just a second. But let's uh, open up our phone lines first. And uh, if you'd like to join us, so we invite you to do that. Toll-free phone number, 888-914-9149. And as we talk about the Beatitudes, which one speaks to you the most? And um, when have you consciously tried to live the Beatitudes? And has that made a difference in your journey of faith? I bet it has. And we'd love to hear your story again, toll free. If you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. So, Father Joseph, before you share this gospel with us, can you um, just uh, talk a little bit more about them? And I guess maybe my, my question is, if we are really trying to follow and live out the Beatitudes, what might our life look like? I think the most defining characteristic of one who strives to live the Beatitudes, it's not easy for any of us. We have to act against our first impulses uh, repeatedly, constantly, because we have this first impulse for self-preservation and control and domination. And our Lord says in the Beatitudes, be at peace. Be at peace in my perfect will, which you cannot always know. So there's a peacefulness. Now, <laughs> peace is in kind of short supply these days. A couple of days before this election, 
And I think it's providential that the Sunday before this election, and as we head into uh, perhaps an uptick, I mean, certainly a surge in the pandemic as the weather turns colder, a lot of uncertainties. I was with uh, some brother priests yesterday. We, every uh, month we get together for like a kind of support group and it's such a joy to be with other priests. But of course we were talking about what life will look like after November 3rd and what the one of the priests was saying, oh, I can't take another surge in the pandemic. We have to go back outside. It's going to be cold uh, to have masses outside. But then we realized that God has always provided. God will always provide. And and we found a great peace and joy in that and affirming that with each other. So I think the if you live these, if you try to live these, if you believe in them, these eight uh, ways of life, then you will have a certain peaceful joy, a cheerfulness that nothing in this world can uh, can can destroy. Uh, You'll, you'll be patient. You'll be, um, I don't know, just a much more at-home-in-your-own-skin uh, person. Hmm. And people will see that. I can remember one time I was, in the days when you went to travel agents, I was trying to get a plane ticket somewhere. This was probably 25 years ago. And oh, the ticket, the, the flights available were not right. And um, the the ticket agent said, well, you know, this and that. And usually I would get agitated and I just said, I'm going to put this in God's hands. And she noticed it. She said, wow, you're, you're quite peaceful about all this. Uh, and I realized this was a gift of God, but I had to ask for it. I had to try to be poor in spirit as my fate was being decided on this particular travel um i was uh so it's that kind of peacefulness that i think we we see in ourselves it's a, it's a complete gift of god and others see it as well that this is what marks christians who try to live these beatitudes yeah. a peaceful joy in, in all circumstances as paul said be joyful always rejoice always not just when you're feeling good or things are going your way but in all circumstances yeah, which I think is uh, the Sunday second reading, right? It is. So we don't yeah. usually get into the second reading. No. St. Paul. Um, all ties together. All ties together. All ties together. Uh, yeah. right. Father Joseph Ilo, our spiritual director. Let's take a moment here, Father, and uh, ask you to share this Sunday's gospel with all of our listeners today. Well, again, if you're following in your Bibles, this is from Matthew chapter 5. Verses 1 through 12. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, 
for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. And so, Father Joseph, as you share that with us, uh, you know, you were talking earlier about, I mean, let's be honest about uh, where we are today in our world, but even in our own respective journeys of, of faith and of in our lives. I mean, the, the truth is, in our um, sinful human nature, we tend to be focused on me. So it's all about, to your point earlier, it's all about power and material possessions and everything that I want and what um, what I need. But the Beatitudes say it's not about me. It's about the people in our lives. Be merciful. Be a peacemaker to somebody else. So this really, for me, is a challenge to get out of me and start looking at the people in my life and be that peacemaker. Be, uh, be that uh, person who shows mercy. That's right. We are born as infants thinking about ourselves. We uh, physiologically can't see beyond our own bodies, our own needs. We are completely needy and completely dependent. But we grow out of infantilism. We become children, and children learn to trust. And they learn that not everything depends on me or needs to be about me. And so we learn to, we, we, gradually we perceive others. We perceive our parents and our siblings and those around us. And it's that spiritual childhood uh, that has to be regained throughout life. We have to regain our innocence of those golden years of childhood when we, we can trust. We haven't been burned by life yet. But what Jesus says to us is, even if even after you've been burned by life and betrayed, there's a deeper providence beyond your parents, beyond your family and your life and your livelihood. I am here for you. And you can trust that if you give yourselves to me first and then to others through me, you will be happy. If you focus in on your own pain, your own self, I mean, life hurts. So... We can either focus in on that toothache, that pain in my heart, that disaster in my life, and be unhappy, or we can let go and let God. He mm-hmm. so happiness really, it's it's extremely practical here. If you want to be happy, then be. Uh, if you want to be, uh, if you want to receive generosity, give generosity. If you want to be happy, give happiness to others. It's, it's in giving that we receive. Mother Teresa prays that prayer after every Mass. Of course, Mother Teresa isn't with us anymore on the side of the grave, but her sisters pray the prayer of St. Francis every day after Mass, and it starts with, it is in giving that we receive. Lord, make me a channel of your peace. It is in giving that we receive. That's essentially also the message of the Beatitudes and yeah. Sanctity. Well, we want to talk about Mother Teresa, and we are talking uh, today about the Beatitudes and which one speaks to you the most, and have you ever consciously tried to live the Beatitudes, and did it make a difference in your journey of faith? 
Toll free if you'd like to join us, uh, join us and be with Father Joseph Ilo, our spiritual director today. Toll free number 888-914-9149. Don't forget you can email us, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. Stay with us. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. And welcome back. Thanks for joining us on The Inner Life. Chuck Neff, along with our producer, Nick Schmitz. Jim Shaper answering your phone calls. Father Joseph Ilo, our spiritual director. Father Joseph, pastor of Star of the Sea Catholic Church, that in the Archdiocese of San Francisco. And among the many ministries he's been involved with, Father Joseph gives retreats to St. Teresa of Calcutta's missionaries of charity all around the world. This is our Friday broadcast. We like to take a look ahead to the Sunday Gospel. Of course, Sunday is All Saints Day when we celebrate the great saints uh, in our uh, church history. And uh, it's also um, the Gospels from the Gospel of Matthew. It's uh, the Beatitudes. And phone lines are open. Uh, We invite you to join us on the program today. As you think about the Beatitudes, um, maybe uh, asking you, which one speaks to you the most? And when have you deliberately tried to live the Beatitudes? And has that made a difference in your journey of faith? I bet it has, and we'd love to hear the story. Again, toll-free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149, our email address, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. Just a real quick, a programming note for all of you. Tomorrow, we are very excited to be able to bring to you the live broadcast of the Beatification Mass of Father Michael McGivney, the founder of the Knights of Columbus. Cardinal Joseph Tobin of Newark will be the celebrant at the Beatification Mass at the Cathedral of St. Joseph in Hartford, Connecticut. And so we invite you to listen tomorrow. This all starts at 10 a.m. Central on your local Relevant Radio station, online at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. So just wanted to mention uh, that to all of you today as well. Hope you can tune in for that. Father Joseph Ilo, our spiritual director, talking about the Beatitudes and All Saints Days. So I need to ask you, I think, uh, Father Joseph, that you certainly giving retreats to the missionaries of charity, but you have met uh, Mother Teresa from what I remember. And uh, I guess my question to you as we look ahead to All Saints Day, what was it like for you to be in the presence of and, and meet and be with a saint. Yes, well, it was a great privilege. Mother Teresa would come to San Francisco every few years to hear the vows of her novices. We have a novitiate here. There are six of them in the world, and one of them in San Francisco. So I would see her at those times. She would do the mass. I mean, she'd be at the mass, and um, there'd be a reception afterwards. So the priests would be invited and we'd be able to talk a little bit with her. But then I went to Calcutta in 1997 for three weeks, working with her Missionaries of Charity fathers and sisters. So that was in April of 1997, five months before she died. And she, well, first of all, she had a sense of humor. She saw everything in life uh, as beautiful, but 
with its funny side as well. So she was used to young priests. I was only ordained about five years then. Um, kind of Twitter-pated to be in the mother house in Calcutta in her presence and the presence of all the other great sisters. So the first day I was to offer Mass for the community, they would have Mass at 6 in the morning every day. I spent a long time writing a homily. Uh, <laughs> young priests are apt to do this, and it was a bit theological. And I, I rewrote it, and I was all excited and wanted to make it just right. So that morning I offered the Mass, I preached the homily. She had a terrible sound system. It was all broken down, and the windows are open to a very busy street outside uh, because it's so hot. So you couldn't really hear, and the sound system was going on and off. And So after Mass, Mother came in her wheelchair. She was confined to a wheelchair at that point. And she always came back to the sacristy to talk to the priest. And <clears throat> I said, very concerned. I said, Mother, uh, the sound system kept cutting out. Do you think the sisters were able to hear my sermon? And she looked at me and said, Oh, Father, they heard every word you said, but they didn't understand anything. <laughs> Meaning, stop being so theological, Father, and talk to my sisters about Jesus in the here and now, the reality. So it was a wake-up call for me. I mean, she said it with a twinkle in her eye, meaning, uh, relax, Father, you're talking to sisters that work with the poorest of the poor. They don't need to know everything about Augustine and Thomas Aquinas. So I've tried to make my homilies a little more relevant, relevant radio since then. But I want to say also, um, this is what her attitude was towards death, because we're, we're entering November, you know, not only All Saints Day, but All Souls Day, the month of all of the faithful departed. And the day I got to Calcutta, it was uh, early, it was late April, what was it now, early April of 97, we got a call, I was staying in the uh, Father's Residence, the Missionaries of Charity Fathers, and Father Gary gets a phone call from Mother Teresa at about six in the morning, and he, uh, Mother says, Sister Agnes just died. Now, Sister Agnes was Mother Teresa's first nun. She had she was born Subhashimi Das. And, uh, she was Indian, and she was uh, her from seventh grade on. She was Mother Teresa's student. She was uh, Hindu, but she became Catholic. She converted, and she be, she was the first of the girls to join the missionaries of charity. She was called Mother Teresa's second self. She was she was her real her spiritual daughter above all. And that day she died. She died of cancer. And so that very day, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, we had the funeral. Because in India, it's very hot and humid. You don't wait. They didn't embalm her. So we had the funeral the same day. We processed in. There was only about six or seven of us priests. It was very quick. And Mother Teresa was sitting there in her wheelchair. I looked at her as we came in. All throughout the funeral mass, she never shed a tear. She was completely at peace with the death of her dearest daughter because she knew that Sister Agnes was on her way to heaven and Mother herself would die five months later. She had this completely peaceful, joyful confidence that God has prepared what no eye has seen for all of us. She, as, if, as if she could see into the next life and she probably could but she, she conveyed that 
peace and serenity to us, a joyful anticipation of the next life, a certainty that heaven awaits those who trust God. That's my most impressive remembrance of Mother mm-hmm. Teresa. And I, I, I did Mass for the next three weeks almost every day in the Mother House with her, but it was that first encounter with a woman who was not disturbed in the least by the death of this body. Wow. And Father Joseph, when you certainly met Mother Teresa, certainly giving retreats to the missionaries of charity all around the world, are you able to, quote-unquote, see them living the Beatitudes? They do. They're human, like all of us, and Mother herself was human. She had her quirks. But because they've embraced, they've, they've dedicated themselves to living the Beatitudes in very concrete ways, so the rule of the society of the missionaries of charity. They, they live poverty, so they don't own anything beyond two habits and a pencil case. You know, they always have this little, and a Bible. So they have very few possessions, and it frees them, but it's hard. I, I hear their confessions. I talk with them a lot, and they... I think the hardest thing for the missionaries of charity is to be transferred without warning almost every few years. They develop attachments, as is very human, to the orphans. I, one of the sisters was telling me, I, Father, I can't leave this orphanage. This was in, I think it was in um, South America. I've, I've so bonded with these children. They need me. I need them. And now I'm being transferred to Europe or something. And it took all that she had to surrender and trust that God had something beautiful for her in her next assignment. That kind of poverty is is very real for them, and it's it's a struggle for them. But living that, striving to live that freedom, they have a great peace and joy. It's the joy among the sisters that's the most impressive. Mm. I brought people over to the novitiate here in San Francisco, and grown men and women are weeping when they when they hear the sisters sing and see the simple joy that they express in community. Wow. Father Joseph Hilo, our spiritual director, talking about the Beatitudes today. Phone lines are open if you'd like to join us. Toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. As we uh, and you think about the Beatitudes, uh, maybe there's one that speaks to you the most. And when have you consciously tried to live the Beatitudes? And how uh, did that make a difference? I bet it has uh, in your journey of faith. Toll-free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. Our email address, Inner Life at Relevant Radio. Father Joseph, let's uh, take a phone call for you. And Evelyn, listening in the Chicagoland area, thank you for the call. Thank you for waiting. A pleasure to have you on the program today. Yes, thank you. Uh, I uh, So far, I've been listening since the program started. I just want to add Mark twelve fourteen to that. what the conversation so far has been, how it's been going. And my favorite beatitude is, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Jesus was talking to a group of people, and yet he is God. He is God. So it means a lot more than just, I'm here in front of you. I think he wanted to take it further. So when I'm not here with you any longer, and the Holy Spirit comes in my place, you still will see me on a day-to-day basis. 
Yes, Evelyn, that's true. That, yeah, the, see, the pure of heart or the clean of heart, only those who are clean of heart can see God. He's not perceivable if we have contagion within us or if we're not... Uh, make every effort to be pure. So... So again, after he leaves, as you say, and the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit's invisible, but he's he's visible to those who try to keep their hearts pure. And uh, boy, we live in a kind of an impure time. So a lot of us can't see God. A lot of our uh, co-workers and family members don't believe in God because impurity makes God invisible to them. The so. That is a really important beatitude. Yeah. Evelyn, thanks uh, for the call. Nice to have you on the program today. And um, it's interesting, too. You talked about it a little bit earlier, and certainly in terms of your your time with um, Mother Teresa and the Missionaries of Charity, the joy um, in their lives. Can you talk about that just a little bit more? Because I always find it so interesting when we um, see and hear stories about Mother Teresa, St. Uh, Teresa of Calcutta, and her sisters working with the poorest of the poor in the midst of so much suffering. And they yet, yes, I've been around a few of them at a few times, but the joy that they uh, exhibit is really extraordinary. And I guess maybe part of the question is, how do we find joy? How do we how do we find that when maybe we're suffering or when there's so much suffering around each one of us? Yes, that's that's the question. How do we be happy? How do we be joyful when the circumstances do not lend themselves to joy. One of the most joyful sisters I ever met was in Haiti. I was giving a retreat, and it's just really hard to be in Haiti for any length of time uh, without air conditioning, <laughs> for one thing. So the sisters, of course, don't have any AC, and it was just blazing hot. You, you're just sleeping in a, in a pool of sweat all night. And, um, and then the filth, and the Haiti's the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. And uh, this was soon after the earthquake in 2010, and so their water system wasn't even working. There was cholera, there was dysentery, there was what's called gray water running through the streets, like open sewage almost. And one of the most joyful sisters was, was kind of a tall, thin sister from France, and her name was Sister Joie. In other words, joy in French. <clears throat> And despite it all, it was almost like she was floating over the broken rubble of this city. The, the joy in her eyes, the, the energy in her movements. She was in charge of an orphanage. There's about six or seven houses in Haiti. And one of them is a massive orphanage. And she was just running around uh, with those kids. Uh, and the, the kids were so joyful. They, because they saw her joy. Mother would often say joy is a net that catches souls. And so the three um, charisms of the society, she said, all sisters, this is what we need to be. We need to exercise loving trust in God's will for us, total surrender to that will, and then thirdly, cheerfulness. She says, if you can't be a cheerful sister, go home. You have, this, the missionaries of charity has no place for sadness. 
Now, how can you be, they touch the worst that this world has to offer, the, the very poorest of the poor, and yet they're the most joyful. So it just proves, I mean, if you want evidence or living proof that Jesus is not speaking of fantasy in these beatitudes, blessed are they who mourn, blessed are the poor, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Well, how can you be happy and blessed with, when you're suffering those things? When you accept them and love them as gifts from God, then you have a joy and a peace that the world cannot dislodge from your heart. Mm-hmm. So I see it. You, you see it in people. I, it's certainly visible in the missionaries of charity. Yeah. Father Joseph Ilo is our spiritual director. We're talking about the Beatitudes as we look ahead to the Sunday Gospel from the Sermon on the Mount and uh, the Beatitudes. So which one speaks to you the most? We'd love to hear your story. And has there been a time when you have consciously tried to live the Beatitudes? Toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You are listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Looking for a little help on your journey of faith? Our priests are here for you. Call now 1 888 914 9149. That's 1 888 914 9149. Or email us innerlife at relevantradio.com. This is the inner life on Relevant Radio. Thanks for joining us. Nice to have all of you with us on The Inner Life today. Father Joseph Ilo is our spiritual director. Father Joseph is the pastor at Star of the Sea Catholic Church in the Archdiocese of San Francisco. One of our regular contributors here on the program talking today about the Sunday Gospel. This is our Friday broadcast, which we like to do. And it's uh, from the Gospel of Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount, the beginning of that in uh, Chapter 5, the Beatitudes. Phone lines are open. A little bit of time left in the program if you'd like to join us we invite you to do that again toll free number 888-914-9149 but as um, you think about the beatitudes uh, maybe one speaks to you the most uh, which one is that and uh, has there been a time in your journey of faith when you have uh, consciously tried to live out the beatitudes again toll free if you'd like to join us 888-914-9149 just a real quick reminder three days and a wake up to our election Day uh, next week, and just a reminder that we still have available the uh, free ebook from Father Rocky. Vote your conscience. It will help you learn how to form your conscience around uh, really the the major issues uh, in your life, including voting. And the uh, free uh, the book is free. It's an ebook. Father Rocky's the author. All you have to do is go to relevantradio.com/slash/vote. You can also sign up on the Relevant Radio app. So if you haven't done it already, we would invite you and. Make 
maybe encourage you to go download that today. Vote your conscience. Just go to the website, relevantradio.com slash vote, and you can also sign up on the Relevant Radio app. So, Father Joseph, um, had an email uh, uh, from one of our listeners uh, come in earlier this morning, which is a good story, I think. We'll call her Judy. Um, she said, the other day our parish priest uh, called me St. Judy as he was walking behind me going into the sacristy. She says, I paused and looked at him and said, Father, you humble me, but I'm a long way, have a long way to go before that happens. Father smiled at me, she said, and, and he said, if you're not a living saint on earth, how can you be one in heaven? And I thought the insight was just terrific in terms of, yeah, don't we all want to get to heaven? Don't we all want to be numbered among the saints? But, you know, we've got some work to do here if we want to get there as a saint. We need to be saints today, don't we? We do. And um, I often preach on All Saints Day with this line that you can't, nobody gets to heaven unless they're a saint. And everybody groans because they say, well, I'm not a saint. I could never be a saint. So I'm, that means I can't go to heaven. But the fact is, is, heaven is a place for saints. And as Mother Teresa often said, sanctity is not the privilege of the few, but the simple duty for every Christian. Now, how do we become saints? By <laughs> it's, it's simpler than you think. It's just doing our daily duties with great love, doing simple things, ordinary things with the extraordinary love, as Mother Teresa would say. So we don't have to be like Mother Teresa. We can't be like Mother Teresa or St. Francis or John Paul II, because some people are given extraordinary gifts. Most of us are given ordinary gifts. And to be a saint is simply to exercise the gifts that we have. If they're extraordinary gifts, they look amazing and fabulous. But most of us are given kind of ordinary, everyday gifts. Uh, Benedict XVI said, To become a saint means to fulfill completely what we already are, raised to the dignity of God's adopted children in Christ Jesus. So when the priest said to Judy, St. Judy, (laughs) that's because he's reminding her that she is already a saint because she's baptized. She's holy. Saint means holy. Now, she hasn't completely become what she already is, but she's on her way. And to believe that we can become saints is the first step to becoming a saint. If we say, well, I could never be a saint, then we prob- we may not be a saint. But I would say I could never become a Mother Teresa or John Paul II. And that's true. That's evident. But... I must be the saint. I must be the Saint Joseph Ilo that God has called me to be in the ordinary tasks that he has given me. So we all have to be saints, right? Amen. Amen. But can you talk about that a little bit today? You were talking at the beginning of the program. And, you know, in our humanity, don't we want to be successful? Don't we want to have things to to go my way? And so I just think about, you know, part of me really wants to be the best broadcaster I can be. But sometimes I think in my quest to be the best broadcaster, sometimes I overlook the part of the vocation in my life that calls me to be the best husband I can be, 
to be the best mm-hmm. father I can be, to be the best grandfather I can be. And so mm-hmm. some of the, the, the yearning for the things in my life I have discovered get in the way of me being who I need to be for the people in my life. That's right. And Chuck, you should be the best broadcaster you can be. God wants us to be excellent, to be beautiful, to be true and good, to be, but to to do it in his way. And that's the trick is what you envision as the best broadcaster might not always be in alignment with God's ways. And so that and the same with me, I, my mother told me, Joe, don't be the priest you want to be, be the priest you can be. To, to, so God has a plan, and it's ours to discern what that plan is for us in every moment, to listen. Maybe being a saint is as simple as listening, and really a prayer is essentially be, being quiet, silent, and listening. To, to have an interior life, a deep inner life, an intense interior life is the guarantee of sanctity because if we're listening to God several times a day deeply then we will do what he asks we'll see the wisdom of it and you know you're trying to be a good broadcaster I'm trying to be a good priest and we think well this is the best way to be a priest and God says in prayer no do this not that you got it wrong or you got it right and so we do what he tells us to do. It's always about following God's will. Yeah. Well, and then take that uh, another step for us. Certainly, I think if we look at the Beatitudes, if we're honest, uh, the Beatitudes will tell us how we should be living our lives. But to your point, in terms of really bringing God into into uh, our journey of faith, uh, the importance, uh, Father Joseph, of our prayer life, of really mm-hmm. uh, taking time during the day to be prayerful, to listen, as you're talking about. But because um, sometimes I think, and we've talked about, we talked about that a lot this week on the program, about our, our prayer life. And I think sometimes it's sporadic. I think sometimes it gets pushed down our list of priorities. But if we're going to live the um, if we're going to live the Beatitudes, if we're going to really uh, trust in God, uh, how important is it? is a consistent, deep prayer life. As my spiritual director told me once, prayer is 97% consistency. We could say the same thing about holiness. It's being faithful and consistent to what God asks of us. And nowhere is that more important than the interior life. And so we say, okay, I, I resolve to say a rosary every day as Our Lady asked. I resolve to simply go to Mass on Sundays, the bare minimum. I resolve to read the Bible every day for 15 minutes. The world, the flesh, and the devil are all going to dissuade us from that. They'll put up all sorts of obstacles. And it's within our capacity to be faithful to our resolutions, the good resolutions we make. So consistency. Stick to it. Stay the course through thick and thin. And God will make a saint out of all of us. Yeah. Well, and then we're going to have good days. We're going to have bad days. It's part of the, the journey. Yeah. But uh, the consistency, sticking with it, uh, it makes a difference, doesn't it? Even even when when uh, we're thinking, oh, when I don't know what to pray for today. Oh my gosh, Lord! You know, I, it's been uh, what I don't know what's going on here. But even to be take all of our uncertainty and everything, whatever's going on, take it to God. 
Yeah, you know, F- Father Rainero Cantalamesa, who was just named a cardinal, actually, by Pope Francis last week, he wrote a beautiful book on prayer, and he says sometimes he's a Capuchin friar. He's been the preacher of the papal household over three popes. And he says in his book on prayer, sometimes all we, we can just do the bodily prayer. That means get on our knees. We're, we're so distracted or confused or depressed, but we can tell our knees, bend, get down on your knees. And even that kind of prayer, which is almost purely just physical prayer, is if that's all we can do, that's what we can do. But we can always do that. We can always show up for Mass, even if we're angry or upset or depressed. Just get your butt into the pew or get open the Bible and read it, even if you're not understanding any of it. It's, it's that humility that is the essence of prayer. I do this because the Lord asked me to do it. Well, and then we've got just a few minutes left uh, in the in the hour. Can we get into maybe just a, one or two of the Beatitudes, if we can? I'm drawn to the the last one. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad. A lot of insults, a lot of persecution going around today, and maybe some of uh, our listeners today are going through that right now. But Jesus is telling us uh, what to expect that if we're going to follow him. He is. That's the eighth beatitude, and it's it's the tricky one, right? Because the other ones, hmm, I can kind of deal with. I can be merciful. I can be clean of heart as best I can. I can even be poor. But when people are are persecuting me and lying about me and insulting me because I'm a Christian, that's the martyr beatitude. Martyr means witness even witness unto persecution and death. I think it's coming, Chuck. Um, I think there's no stopping it that Christians will... Christians are being persecuted in other countries. I mean, China and other parts of Southeast Asia, parts of South America. So, certainly the Middle East, the three Christians, Catholics, that were killed in the city of Nice on Thursday, yesterday. So... It's, it's ramping up, and if we aren't dedicated and aware of our, our own fragility, but resolved to receive this kind of persecution with joy, rejoice and be glad, he says, when, when they insult you, persecute you, lie about you. It takes a lot of practice. Because our first reaction when we get insulted or lied about is to try to defend ourselves. And and we do need to defend ourselves in, in a prudential way, but there are some times when we can't, nor is it God's will that we, certainly Jesus himself uh, did not defend himself before Pilate. So there's a time, but he did it other times. So we have to ask for the gift of prudence, but accept ultimately the difficulties that come our way and, and really the persecution that is on the rise in our own country. We have nothing to fear. Well, I don't know if it's a fair question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, Father Joseph. Do you find yourself being insulted? Do you find yourself as a priest being persecuted? Well, yes, and it's been difficult here in San Francisco, I have to say, um, to to you know to preach the gospel here in its fullness means you're going to run afoul of the current mindset. 
even among Catholics. And it, the first, my first couple of months here, my first year was the hardest in my life. But I, I've learned, and, and it hasn't stopped. Although we have a very strong parish, but there's there's a lot of opposition from many quarters. But uh, God purifies us; He strengthens us through these kinds of persecutions, these misunderstandings, the slander. So, um, and I've learned. I mean, I have, I have a greater freedom now and joy than I than I did before. And I I wouldn't have chosen it. I wouldn't um, think I could handle it. But God always provides the grace for whatever situation He permits. So, mm. <laughs> and I don't know what's coming down the pike. I'm sure it's going to get a lot worse in, in worldly terms. But in yeah. Mother Teresa would say, when you are suffering, God, Jesus is kissing you from the cross. <laughs> One lady was really suffering. I've seen some terrible suffering in my work with the sisters around the world. I mean, third world countries have a suffering we can't even imagine. But. The one lady said, well, Mother, could you ask Jesus to stop kissing me so much? <laughs> and Mother said, yeah, you understand. It's not easy to take the cross. But it, no. yeah, so. Yeah. Well, Father Joseph Idol, let me say very directly to you, thank you for being one of our priests in our Catholic Church. God bless you for all you do for all of us. We are most grateful. We uh, need to wrap things up, and I've got about 10 seconds for a final blessing for all of our listeners. May the blessing of Almighty God be with all of you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Joseph Ilo, always a pleasure to have you on the program. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks to all of you and our listening audience for taking a bit of time to uh, spend with us here on The Inner Life. We do appreciate that. We're celebrating Mass in a few minutes, and uh, we're back on Monday. Have a great weekend. Uh, see you then.